Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Hello, friends. I'm here at Samsung 837 with, honestly, I feel like you're a part of my family now. I am. You you are. <laughs> um, Lisa Carvelis from Cedar Lakes Estate, which if you follow me, you know, was the incredible, magical place that I got married. Um, but Lisa and her sister, Steph, who unfortunately could not join us today because we're in the midst of a snowstorm, um, are the co-owners and are basically now like adopted family members. You have Which is your own our family, number but- one goal in life. <laughs> You're now Linville's daughters. You guys, I got Amanda, Julie. The- yeah. When I got that invite to the Christmas party, life was complete. Yes. Oh, are you coming? I can. I have a family party. Okay. Then. My mom is like very concerned about the fact that Amanda's coming because she's like, it's not going to live up to Amanda's Aww. party planning standards. <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, mom, you really have to calm down. I don't think anyone <gasps> expects you it. to yeah. throw like a wedding. But Although I know she, she will. That's the thing. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I'm like, mom, why are you nervous? Your party is out of control. Yeah, I'm but sure. whatever. So <laughs> I want to chat all things Cedar Lakes mm-hmm. and, you know, people might know you guys as like sisters of Cedar Lakes, yes. which is the Instagram handle. Um, but I'm just so freaking amazed by the empire oh, that you guys run you. so seamlessly. Thank it blows you. my mind. Um, so I want to talk a lot about that. I want to talk about your history because mm-hmm. you're the brains behind the food. Yes. I mean, a lot of things within Cedar Lakes, but mm-hmm. a lot of the food so obviously my listeners want to know about that because I will say, hands down, I know it was my wedding, so or our wedding, Joe mm. and I. Um <laughs> I'm biased, but that was the best wedding food I've ever experienced. And I've had many people say the same thing. Yeah, that's so, the goal. Honestly. That, was, that line right there was always the goal. Or we like when we hear this is not wedding food. That's well, even it's better. Not. Yeah. It's really not. And I <laughs> I think I honestly ate more the weekend of my wedding than I've eaten like any other weekend anywhere between like the Thursday night Philly yeah. theme. Oh, that was the that best. Friday fried chicken. Yeah. Steph came up to me and was like, I need to take a picture of you and your plate because brides usually are not like full plate finished fried chicken, everything. <laughs> Bring it on. Um, so to kick it off, mm-hmm. how would you define success? How would I define success? I think, you know, I thought about this and I think that it's different for everyone, but I think it's also the same for everyone in the sense that it's basically living a life that you're proud of and doing something for, if you're talking about work, particularly doing something Mm -hmm. as a career that you're proud of. So, and different people get pride from different things. And actually, Stephanie and I really talk about that often of, um, especially with our employees, we try to figure out what they define success as and what Mm -hmm. motivates them. And it really is different for everyone. Totally. And it's cool. Like, I think it's fascinating. Like, you know, me and Stephanie are totally different of what motivates us. Like, for me personally, I love like accolades. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel so proud when I get, when we get, you know, a good piece of press or if we Mm -hmm. get, you know, voted best such and such, yes, you know, which I'm like sure you've gotten a lot of recently. Yeah, like that yeah. really fills me up, and uh, you know, I really get a lot of pride from that. And Stephanie, she gets more pride from the leadership aspect of it, mm-hmm. and you know, being kind of in charge, and that's what what she defines her success yeah. as. And other people are motivated, you know, by financial success, and that's there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, no, that's not at all. Too, yeah. I so. think it's really interesting the way I've never thought about it that way, mm-hmm. mainly because I've I never managed a team, but. Yeah. I used to think about that a lot in the sense of being a member of a lacrosse team mm-hmm. and when I used to coach a lacrosse team because each person has to be coached individually. Right. Like I was someone, you know, I react very well to constructive criticism. Like mm-hmm. I like to be told what I could be doing better at. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's always nice to be paired with something that you're doing well, but right. I responded well to that. Other people c- can't be critiqued. Mm-hmm. And it breaks them down and it just doesn't bring any positive to their output. Yeah. But I've never thought about it in a matter of how they define success because, I mean, I guess it's very similar. But if you have someone that defines success in a matter of words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. then it's a lot of encouraging that person. And we have our team of managers. There's six of them. And each one of them has a different 
love language. You just yes, refer a, to a, a love language. total love language. Yeah. I'm a words of affirmation. Okay. So we like literally make them take that test. Yeah. Because it's the same thing in business. The only thing is physical touch. <laughs> but like everything else, it <laughs> really is the same. Before you yeah. paycheck. <laughs> like my one girl, Marie, she is like quality time, 100% quality yeah. time. Then, you know, our one girl, Jess, she is words of affirmation. And mm-hmm. other people are more financial. Like they want a little bonus. Yeah. To show. Like it's just how you feel appreciated. And it's also how you feel like you're succeeding in your job. So it's it's interesting. Well, it definitely shows that you guys are amazing bosses because I don't oh, think a lot of people are putting in that effort. But that's how you get a winning team. Oh, absolutely. To treat them all differently because they're all very different. Yes. Yeah. So can you give us your backstory before we dive into Cedar sure. Lakes yeah. and kind of what brought you to all of this? Yeah, so it goes way back. The history goes way, way back to 1929, actually. Wow. So the land itself, Cedar mm-hmm. Lakes, was developed in 1929 by um, an organization called Camp Minisink. And it was basically a, Charlo- a Harlem church group that um, decided to create a camp for like this inner city youth that mm-hmm. had never really been outside of Harlem before. Okay. So they created the summer camp, um, and it was this wonderful organization, and it went on for years and years and years, all the way to the 80s. So people went when they were kids, and then Mm -hmm. they sent their kids and then their grandkids, and it was wonderful traditions, and they built this summer camp for up to 500 kids a year. So the infrastructure was built then. It was nothing before that. Um, It was like, you know, just land. Yeah, and on the same grounds in Port Jervis. Yes, exactly the same land. So that business ended for whatever reason. They changed locations, and my dad purchased the land in 1986, and – it was like desolate for a few years. So like no one had stepped foot on the property. What like made him, how did he even find out about this land? Was there an idea? It's a great question. He had never (laughs) been up there in that area. And he also like was not in that business at all. He wasn't in the camp business. He's, he did a lot of real estate. He would flip houses and things like that, but he worked in Manhattan in finance. Like he had nothing. He's like a serial entrepreneur. He's always doing things. So he was like, Oh, this is great. 500 acres. It's like, you know, it's a great price. And my mom was like, what (laughs) What? are you talking about? What are we going to use this for? And he was like, Oh, well, you know, he, he's like, little did he know. Yeah. Little did he know. Well, he, he said he had the foresight, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he would have guessed what was to come. But, um, yeah, so he, you know, he just is like a man's man. He likes to build stuff with his hands Mm -hmm. and he was, you know, doing something kind of intangible in the city. So it was his labor of love and it still is honestly 30 something years later. So he bought the land and it was, um, an old summer camp that was like overgrown Mm -hmm. and scary looking. So my mom, she always tells a story. She was nine months pregnant with Stephanie when they closed on the ha- on the land. And so he was like, let's stay up there. There's one building that had heat. It was a giant snowstorm. She was so scared driving up the driveway. She got out of the car, walked up the driveway, oh nine God. months pregnant, and they slept on the floor in what's now the general store, the canteen. So it just goes way, way back. That's um, great. Yeah. And so it was, you know, he fixed up each cabin one by one for the next few years and then somebody approached him to open up a summer camp of their own a gymnastics and soccer camp first started out as just gymnastics um and so of course he said yes because Mm -hmm. why not and uh so he did that for about 10 years it was a wonderful sports camp. It was, like, really great. Mia Hamm was the director of our soccer camp. and No big deal. Yeah. And Shannon Miller was the director of the gymnastics camp. It was awesome. But he was like, you know what? I'm not in the camp business. After a while, he, he just wanted to slow down and focus on one mm-hmm. career. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie and I were – and our younger sister, we were getting a little bit older – and we didn't really want to go up to the camp every weekend and every summer. We yeah, were, would you guys live up there? We would go on the weekends and in the summer, of course. But, okay. like, you know, we lived an hour away. And once we started hanging out with friends, we were like, we don't want to go there every weekend, you know. Yeah. So he kind of stepped back, and then he just became a landlord to another camp that came in. So it was kind of like this great memory from when we were younger. We spent a lot less time there in high school mm-hmm. and college. But, you know, we spent Christmases there and, you know, holidays and things like that. Um, so it was just this great memory and this, honestly, the best childhood in the world. You can imagine sure. growing up at a summer camp, just, like, exploring. Yeah. And, and But my parents, like, worked their asses off. They really did. Like, my mom did all of, like, just made it cute, made mm-hmm. it cozy in every turn. And my dad, you know, was working his ass off during the week and then coming up. So, you know, we, we grew up seeing these two very, very hardworking people who mm-hmm. just – had no idea what they were doing, but they made it work and they succeeded. Um, so anyway, so then I, you know, went to college. I went to Vanderbilt. Stephanie went to Clemson. And uh, I studied, like, leadership and organizations. And Stephanie was in the marketing program. And uh, after college, she went 
actually, I'm sorry, let me back up. During college, she did one internship with a wedding planner named Michelle Rago, who's like one of the best luxury planners in the country. And Has she planned a wedding at Cedar Lake? No, she hasn't okay. actually, not yet. She does a lot of like destinations. So she'll Got do it. like celebrities in Morocco and like okay. she, she's amazing. Um, so she did a, an internship and she ended the internship by saying, I will never work in weddings no matter what. Because honestly, <laughs> wedding business, oh. I said this to Amanda and the Amanda I'm referencing is Amanda Savory, who has been a former guest. I'll link her episode in the notes, but she was our wedding planner and does a lot of weddings at Cedar Lakes Estate. But I talked to her about this a lot. I've talked to you and Stephanie about this a lot. The wedding industry is a fucking beast. Oh, crazy. Between all of the logistics and then also you're dealing with people who, I guess rightfully so, not really, believe that this one day is the end all be all of Mm -hmm. their lives. And for you, it's just another weekend. Totally. I mean, obviously you care about the people, but you do this so often. It's like, okay, yes, another wedding. It's fine. Yep. But I cannot even imagine. The stakes are really high. Yes. All the time. And I really didn't, and we can get into this later, like I really didn't understand that until I got married myself and I was like, okay. Because I'm always like, even the coolest brides get crazy at the end. Like, Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I got crazy at the end too. Like it is so much pressure and there's so many people with opinions and everyone has to. It's so much. It's so much. so much. It's so much money. It's so much time. It's so much effort for like this one day. But then honestly, like, after my wedding, I was like, oh, it is worth it. Like, it is oh, worth the money. Worth it. it is worth yeah. everything. Like, this is the most treasured memory of my life. Like, I, I agree. Know. It's so important. Well, thanks to you guys. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. Stephanie <laughs> okay, interned. So Stephanie interned, and she said, I will never work in the wedding industry. And then she went after college and worked for a law firm, like, doing events for them, which was, okay. like, basically, like, <laughs> the partners, like, get having luncheons in the conference room. Yeah. And she just, like, was banging her head <laughs> against the, <laughs> the cubicle wall, like, oh hating God. her life. Um, after... School for me, I always knew I wanted to do something in food. Um, when I was there, I worked for a like magazine and National Lifestyles magazine. I mm-hmm. did their food column and I wrote my own food column in the um, school newspaper. And I was just always really interested in being a food writer. So I decided to go to culinary school to be a food writer. Mm-hmm. But okay, so that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe another life. Yeah, maybe in another life. But it's good because I really got all the background that I needed. So I got really sucked into the food world, mm-hmm. worked in restaurants. I worked directly with Tom Colicchio. He used to do this dinner every Tuesday night where he had, it was just me and him and then the chef of craft. And it was the three of us in this private dining room and he would do it every single Tuesday night. And it was like this, I don't think I said two words to him. It was the scariest thing of all time, but I did. I it never knew time. that. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, and then I moved to Italy where I like honed my craft even more and I worked in restaurants in Florence and then Sicily um, and just like lived this amazing life. How and, long did you live in Italy? Well, I went abroad there during school. So that was like three, four months. And then I moved back there for as long as I possibly could. I think the visa is like 100 days. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So then I – while I'm there, my dad, <laughs> he – So once he was the landlord to this camp, my parents Mm -hmm. had this little cottage on the property, the lakeside, that they would rent on VRBO, which was like pre-Airbnb, basically. Mm -hmm. So my mom was a little receptionist. They would call her, and if they (laughs) sounded weird or mean, she'd be like, oh, we're booked. And and if they sounded nice, she would let them rent this cabin and, you know, make sure it looked cute and cozy. So it's it's honestly where I want to live. Yeah, it's where you stay. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It still is amazing. It's my happy place. Yes. So... They we they had this repeat client that would come back year after year. And one year they came to my dad and said, hey, my daughter's getting married. Like, <clears throat> she would love to get married here. Would you do a wedding? And he was like, of course. My one daughter's a wedding planner. My other daughter is a chef. They'll do the whole thing. Meanwhile, we're 22 and 23. Oh, Not even. my God. I think God. we were even younger. And I was in culinary. Like, I didn't know. It was a 300-person, three-day affair, like what Shut it is up. now. Yeah. And Stephanie's like, I am not a wedding planner. I interned once and Lisa's not a chef. Like she's in culinary school. She doesn't know how to cook for 300 people and like order and create. That's a whole like, nother. Oh, it's yeah. A, so I had never even been to a wedding. I was a flower girl when I was little one time. Like I, I had no idea, but he totally volunteered us. It was, he priced it out. It was $24.95 a person. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And we... Did it and like it was. I was like googling, what the hell? Like, a, how many people were was. there? It was like three hundred people. 
How, but we like, had all of our high school friends were the waiters. We had uh, my grandma and grandpa were, were in the kitchen with me helping me. My friends from culinary school came up. My like every it was all hands on deck. My whole family, all my friends. Did all the people stay on site? Uh, oh God, reaching back to the depths of my brain. I don't think so because it was a it was a fall wedding. It was really cold, so I think um, only a few people stayed on site. Yeah, because not nothing had heat. How did you guys like? Dec- was there a planner? No. Oh, my God, no. They, like, what went to this? Home Depot. This is 2011? Yeah. Like, not that long ago. No, eight years ago. Okay, so so it was the terrifying. Fuck? Maybe it was nine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So they went to, like, Home Depot, got, like, mums, and, like, that was the decor. Yeah. Um, I think we used disposable plates. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> we didn't have any yeah. of that. Like, think about it. But we had this kitchen from the camp. And like it's pots a and pans, massive and kitchen. Yeah, massive kitchen. And you know, but like you, they don't teach you how to like do that stuff. So like no. I, I was like, how do you order for this many people? Like how much where lettuce do you order? Do you from? order? Like where do you order from? Like I didn't have any accounts. I had no idea. It was BYO for the liquor. It was we were making shit up. It was like fake it till you make it to the max. And we did it, and it was like fantastic. And you know, my dad would always say he'd be like sitting out on my deck, and him and my mom would be out there saying like, "This place is just too beautiful for kids." Only kids. Like, we need to get adults. I agree. It's too beautiful. It is a naturally beautiful place. So anyway, so right after that, of course, my dad and Stephanie are like, let's just do this. Like, let's, you know, we should become a wedding venue. Like, mm-hmm. we'll do private events. Stephanie was like, I can't do one more day, at, like, in this cubicle life. Yeah. Like, let's just do it. And I'm, like, much more careful and, like, mm-hmm. crazy. So I spent the next six months building a business plan. We did a million fake wedding venue tours I would wear my mom's ring <laughs> pretend I was engaged <laughs> we did all this research oh we went God. down to Blackberry Farm in Tennessee and got the most inspired down there and we realized or I realized um in my business plan that no one has still read I don't think Stephanie even read it um <laughs> that there were you know all these barn weddings were really really popular but there was no luxury barn weddings it yep. was like Blackberry Farm and Blue Hill but Blackberry mm-hmm. Farm only does four weddings a year, and Blue Hill has no overnight accommodations. Yeah. So we were like, okay, there's this niche. Here it is. Totally. You know, like- and also Blue Hill, just note, one of my best friends got married there. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a different – it's a totally different vibe than Cedar Lake totally. because you're sitting down for, like, the Blue Hill experience. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the full tasting menu, dinner. Yeah. Like, it's much more focused on that. The meal. And, like, I'm trying to think I – I wouldn't even call it – it is, I guess, a, a barn, but yeah. it, it's just such a different. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then Blackberry Farm does the rustic luxury really, mm-hmm. really well, but they are a hotel. Like they do only a yeah. few weddings a year and it's crazy expensive. So they're not a wedding venue. So, you know, we had the foresight to be like, okay, we could be a hotel and worry about getting a hundred different bookings every single day. Or we could be an event venue and get 30 bookings for the year. Like, you know, yeah. and we were like, what makes more sense here? So we really love being in the private event world because it's less marketing and sales and you could focus more about the guest experience. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, um, we we did the business plan. We decided to go for it. We saw that it was like, uh, you know, something that could work. And then we started booking. And my sister, Stephanie, is the ultimate saleswoman on this earth. Yes, I think she, she should put on clinics because it's insane. I don't know how she got seven weddings our first year. And I don't know who the hell trusted us. I honestly did. don't know either. Just from being like a <laughs> bride, crazy. I can't fathom being like, oh, yeah, I'll be the first wedding you guys have. Crazy. Crazy. We, I'm sorry, but do you ever – are you in contact with a woman who did like the first, first wedding? Yeah, the McCabe's. I'll never forget. Bryn McCabe. She now has like – five kids and I love the parents and we don't keep in contact that often, but I'll never forget. I, n- I remember everything about her wedding. Oh everything. my gosh. Her okay. family did a um, flash mob video. My mom's they played. Dream. Yeah. And it was so good. They were an amazing family. Um, so you yeah. had seven weddings the first year. So we had seven Wild. weddings. Well, it was technically the second year. Okay. That first year we weirdly had like three events. We had like three weddings. The one, my dad said yes to one and then like Two other ones popped up, but one of them I wasn't involved with. I was away in Italy. Like, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it was <laughs> – but everyone's like, oh, you had this, like, big dream and you made it happen. It's like, no, we fell in ass backwards. Like, it yeah. was not, like, this big plan. And then once we saw that it could work, that's when we were like, okay. And I think really that's what sets us apart from other businesses was, like, it took us eight years to get here. Mm-hmm. And every single year we put 100% of the profit back into the business and we 
asked the clients what they wanted. What do you want? What what should we spend this money on? Okay, you need more guest accommodations. Yeah. You want, you know, um, the a different event space. You want a bigger barn. You want nicer bathrooms. Like mm-hmm. we would just listen to every single tour, why they booked or why they didn't book, and we would plan accordingly. So it took us eight years to to develop the property the way we want it, and we're finally at a place where we're like, okay, like – Yeah, because – I mean, it's so upscale. It's, it's truly beautiful and incredibly just – I mean, gorgeous isn't the right word, but – I always thought about how much it would take to mm-hmm. build up all those things, mm-hmm. the upkeep of it all. It's a lot yeah. of fucking money. It's a lot. It's more than you can ever imagine. Yeah. It's it's our own little city. We have our own well. Yes. We have our own septic. We have our own roads. We it's five hundred acres. It's a square mile. That's as big as the town I grew up in. Like it's we have ninety buildings, actually ninety-four buildings. So that means ninety-four roofs, ninety-four doors. So uh, much. you know, hot water heaters, like Electric, all those things. All of it's, it. it's a, a little municipality. Yeah. It's a lot. So, and like figuring out all that stuff, you know, like the drainage and the septic and like all these things, like, uh, you know, we learn so much. I'm sure of like how to stay alive. <laughs> I, I mean, it blows my mind. It's, so when would you say the year is that you guys really took off? Because I would say you're <laughs> very well known now. I mean, every yeah. time I say I got married there, people are like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's either I went to a wedding there. It was the best wedding of my life. Oh. I follow them on Instagram. I'm obsessed oh, with them. Or, like, that. I looked there. It's my dream venue. Yeah. Well, I still, when people, like, have heard of it, I'm like, oh, you have? No. A <laughs> I, lot of people have. That's, yeah. It's really uh, flattering. But um, I think probably three years ago, we had our first, like, celebrity wedding um, that we were able to post about. She, like, did a whole thing in Vogue. <clears throat> was, was that Z- the? Zasha Mamet. From Girls? From Girls. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that kind of was really good for us. But weirdly, like, I think year three, our friends who are now two of our best friends, Laura and Sam, they got married there and they did a two-page spread in New York Magazine. And it was incredible. And we were still, like, pretty rustic. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was really good for us. And the wedding world, the thing is, like, it's a pretty small world. It's, like, it's not easy to get press, but, like, it is easy to make a splash, I think, if you're doing something authentic and genuine and doing a good job. It's not like an oversaturated market. Yet. No, I agree. Because you think, you know, you hear a lot. It's like Hank Lane. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. Yeah. There's about three Hank wedding Lane. band companies. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's not too much. Like, if you're doing a radius outside the city, like, how many other venues are there? Less than 100. You know, yeah. it's not like great. No, I agree. And, okay, I'm just trying to figure out all the questions I want to ask. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I am just utterly blown away and in disbelief of the seamlessness the way Cedar Lakes runs. Like, Well, that is a testament to our staff. Our staff is absolutely incredible. So Stephanie and I, so backing up a little bit, we, you know, like I said, we would put all the profit back into the mm-hmm. business and we never invested in people. We, we hired our first full-time person four years in. Stephanie and I did everything ourselves. Wow. I'm talking about I did the food and she did everything else. She did the sales. She ran the floor. She managed all the staff. I did all the new construction with my dad and my mom and my, and then I did all the food. So it was like crazy. Like at year four, she looked at me and she's like, I need you to get out of that kitchen. Like I need help out here. You know, you guys sleep. No, we, it was like, I would, I would say we worked a hundred hours a week minimum for four years. Like it was insane trying to build this business, trying to get the word out there. I mean, it's everything doing like the physical work and then mm-hmm. also like the marketing, like everything. Yeah. So we would have these like, you know, wait staff, like high school wait staff that we would hire and oh, and then you're doing all the HR and the hiring and the yeah. payroll and like everything. Um and we were so stressed. Like there was one point, I think it was year two, that um her and I shared a room up there. <laughs> It was our childhood room that we like slept in. And we woke up in the middle of the night and we were having a full-blown conversation in the middle of the night. And I was like, no, it's not buffet style. And she was like, Lee, yeah, it is. It's buffet style. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, Stephanie, we're working in our <laughs> sleep. Like it was insane. Buffet but style. Yeah. I was like losing my hair. My my um doctor was like, what, you're – what is that? Oh, cortisol levels yeah. are like through the roof. Like what is going on with you? Stephanie got shingles. It, we were like not okay. <laughs> well, no, I honestly can't imagine because it was crazy. I get a lot of anxiety in the sense of things I can't control. Mm-hmm. And so when I plan events, for instance, like small, very small low key events, mm-hmm. I get anxious about like, oh, is this, or 
are the people responsible for what they have to do actually going to do it? Like, mm-hmm. are these people going to get the thing to me by the time I need it? Yep. It, am I going to get there on time to do all this? When you don't have the control. Yeah. So obviously I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. That makes me anxious. So when I think about how much goes into each weekend, let alone the fact mm-hmm. that you guys will do like a wedding and then a Sunday corporate event, that mm-hmm. blows my mind. But were you just, were you riddled with anxiety? I mean, I, I know yes. I would be. Yes, it was. It still is my whole life, but mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's you can't even imagine. I mean, it sounds like you can. Imagine, no, I. But I, it, it's all. I don't think I get out of bed. Yeah, it's all consuming. Like it was. I lived it. Like breathed yeah. it every second of every day. Like if I wasn't sleeping, I was working. There's no. There was no free time. And how did you maintain relationships in that? It was really hard, and it was a big sacrifice, you know. And it's like those years after college when everyone's like kind of like having fun yeah. and, you know, and it what was really our saving grace was that it was pretty seasonal back then. True. Like we really, it was just spring, summer and fall and like winter was truly off and we were able to like catch up a little bit. Um, but, and the, and like we were only doing like, okay, year one, we did seven weddings, then we did 14, mm-hmm. then we did 28 the next year. And like, that was when that was year four that Stephanie was like, we need to hire someone and we need to double our prices because we're not yeah. making money and this is crazy and we need to be able to hire staff and whatever. So we hired our first full-time employee and it changed our life like totally. And we we're like, okay, this is obviously why people hire people. Yeah. And, you know, it took us a long time, but now we have about 40 full-time year-round staff and about 60 more part-time like seasonal staff. So that's your wait staff, bartenders, yeah. things like that. But we have six different um, – departments now that we're running so the first one is you know the catering department so it's my kitchen team mm-hmm. they're amazing there's we have 10 so full-time good. people yeah they cater my awesome. older sister's wedding yes off premise. delicious that was great um then we have uh you know the dining team which is you know all the wait staff and mm-hmm. the event staff basically then we have the grounds themselves so we have you know 10 site guys that were managing. i'm sure yeah so it's like the you know mechanics and the landscapers and mm-hmm. everything like that um, then we have the back office team. So that's the accounting manager, the HR, things like that, bookkeeping. Um, then we have the planning team. So that's Stephanie's world. So it's all the sales, the tours. Then they're planning that wedding up until the day before the wedding. Yeah. They're the point of contact. And then they hand over the wedding itself, all the details to the production team, which is the final department, which they take the event and they make it happen. So, wow, you know, everything that goes along with it, working with vendors and things like that. So we have all these managers of all the different departments and we're managing the managers. Okay. So now we have a system. <laughs> so a few follow-up questions on that. This is just me being curious. Mm-hmm. Do all these people live in Port Jervis? A lot of them live locally. Um, a lot of them live in Beacon, which is like the coolest town nearby. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm the only idiot that still lives in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't know why yeah. that's my first question. But secondly... Was letting go difficult for you, but the most rewarding aspect of it all? Because yeah, letting go. I mean, if you ask my staff, they're gonna be like, "Letting go? What are you, what are you talking about? You didn't <laughs> let go." <laughs> in the but, kitchen with us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we, Stephanie and I are still extremely involved in every minute Definitely. detail. Definitely, Stephanie like, gave me my tour. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's nothing. <laughs> I'm talking about like every detail. Yeah. Like it's stupid, but um, you know, it's nice to like be able to bounce ideas off of our staff and delegate mm-hmm. and with people that we really, really trust. It's just a game changer. Um, I forget what your question was. Well, just was it difficult for you oh, to let go? go? And yeah. then also is it incredibly rewarding? Because it's something yes. I think about a lot. Like If I brought someone on, mm-hmm. it would be really helpful, but I can't figure out what exactly I would give them because right. you yeah. know, I have a hard time. Totally. And it's all about like growing the business. And there's so many business books um, – that talk about this, that you're either the manager or you're the technician. And Mm -hmm. there's a third one in there, the e-myth, who knows it. Um, But if you want to be a manager, you can't be doing the work. Like you don't have time. You don't have time to grow the business and manage people. And so, you know, Stephanie and I, we say all the time, like it's, I, some days I really miss being the technician and clearing the tables and chopping mm-hmm. the celery and like doing that because now managing a hundred personalities is really hard and it's really a hard. totally different skill set. And it's like, you know, that that's it's not way what easier I used doing to do. the other stuff. It's way easier. Mm-hmm. You know, you could turn your brain off now. It's like, you know, it's, it's constantly just making sure the team is happy, but 
at the same time, there's nothing more gratifying than that. When I look, look around and I see our team like working so hard, I'm like, like it's not even yours and you're working this hard and I yeah. couldn't appreciate them more like everyone has that's one thing like the culture we've built at Cedar Lakes I think I'm the most proud of team. they're amazing and everyone works as if it's their own it is their own like everyone has mm-hmm. such pride in what they're doing and they care so much because it is hard it is somebody's like you said most important day of their life but it's yeah. our everyday life so yeah. to keep that the stake so high and to make them feel like how we know how important this mm-hmm. is is exhausting and and we do it and we do it happily because we really do remember that always like every meeting where we say it again like guys like this is you know let's make it happen for them like yeah you know it's I mean, your staff is incredible. A, they're incredibly or- detail-oriented, mm-hmm. but B, they're just such sweet people. Yeah. They're so they nice. They genuinely care about what they're doing. It's Definitely. Thing. It shows. It <clears throat> absolutely shows. Yeah. So how many weddings did you have in the year of 2019? We had one every weekend from the end of April to the end, till the weekend before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yep. And then during the weeks, you're during still weeks. doing like corporate events yep. and stuff like that? Yeah, we had we had an event almost every day in between weddings. <laughs> we had one every week for sure. Oh, my God. And then sometimes multiple <laughs> a week. Yeah, so it, I mean it's crazy. And then changing those gears is tough because corporate retreats have their own – it sounds like it's going to be less stressful, and it is in a lot of ways because the stakes aren't as high. But, but it's still the same logistics. It's the same logistics, and it's a little bit more – difficult because they um they're all very different like mm-hmm. you know a wedding is like rehearsal dinner breakfast lunch yeah. cocktail hour wedding dessert after party brunch like mm-hmm. it's I could do it in my sleep whereas a corporate treat is like let's have lunch on the mountaintop and then do like you know go off-site and then come back and do like a pool yeah um, you never know you know beer garden and you know every single one is different so you're not necessarily in that well-oiled machine mm-hmm. I mean we make it work but it is hard because they are so different I'm sure yeah and now in the off-season you guys are hosting these dinners, which I do want to plug because yes. I think everyone should go. I'm going yeah. and I'm so excited to get back at yes. what feels like my second home. Mm-hmm. I've now been four four times now. Five times, I counted. So I, I was like, that. I feel like you're always there. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm so excited. And it's such a fun, easy getaway from the city, mm-hmm. especially during the winter. I'm oh, yeah. really hoping it'll snow the weekend I'm there. Yes. Joe's very pumped for the hot chocolate at the top of the mountaintop. He still dreams about it. Um, so yeah, you guys are now doing that. So, yeah. So we – in the wintertime, we don't – we want to host private events eventually, but we just haven't booked a wedding in the winter yet, and we haven't been marketing it too hard. Where would they get married in the barn? That's the thing. It's like – it's a different thing because uh, it's a different kind of event because it's inside. Yeah. And a lot of our draw is that it's outside. Um so yeah, they would get married in the barn or in the pavilion, and mm-hmm. there's still options, but you're just not getting married outside unless you want to rent a million heaters and get it done. Yeah. People would do it. People honestly. would do it definitely. But anyway, so we decided, you know, to be more of like a hotel, a little boutique hotel in the Hudson Valley in the winter time because it's really hard. So many people are like, "I love Cedar Lakes. I want to come, but I've never gotten invited to a wedding, or yeah. my company doesn't do their corporate retreat there." Well, so it's begging like, to get invited to weddings. Yeah, then. like how do you go? So we were like, "Let's do this in the winter." Like. Let people experience Cedar Lake. So we rent our cottages. We could sleep up to 50 people in the winter. And we do dinners every Friday and Saturday night. Saturday night is like a big party where we have music and it's so much fun. It's multi-course, chef's tasting menu. It's like, it's just a really, really fun time. And then Friday night is more of like a tavern, like sexy lounge menu that you can come. And we have our mixologist making amazing drinks. And we have this little building called I was actually going to ask you what we should do Friday. So yeah. Is it in the canteen? <clears throat> it's in the canteen. So awesome. we have little two tops. It's very casual, but it's like, you know, amazing like tavern food, but like better than you would ever. I know. Yeah. You don't so have to tell me. <laughs> we have like a foie gras donut with huckleberry jam oh and like God. this like insane burger that has like this really secret ingredient that's really good that I won't tell you. But um, it's like the best burger in the world. And so, you know, we do that on Friday night with Fireside and we have all old school board games. And yeah. It's like that kind of vibe. And then Saturday is like the fun party. And then we have sledding and snowmobiling and it's just so ice fun. skating. I know. We're yeah. putting ice. Lucy's we, so excited. <laughs> we built an ice skating rink. It's insane. Of course you did. Yeah. So if you're looking for a weekend getaway, I highly recommend doing it, whether it's just you and your significant other, a friend, a mm-hmm. group of you guys. Yeah. It's awesome. We have a big party coming up for New Year's too. That's going to be I know, so fun. That we're looks doing so fun, but I have a wedding. Oh, 
Yeah, I know. We're doing like roaring, roaring twenties theme, which everyone's going to be doing, but I don't care that it's basic because I'm pumped. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so, where do you guys see Cedar Lakes going in the future? Um, I think like the ultimate goal is to have an event there every day, 365 days a year. That's like you know the goal eventually. Um, and just continuing to listen to our clients, like. What do we need more of? Do we need more rustic mm-hmm. accommodations? Do we need more luxury accommodations? Do we need more activities? Like we are always all ears and we're never going to rest on our laurels. Like we're constantly mm-hmm. changing it and uh, just improving it every single year. So I don't know where where it'll take us. It's like. I mean, I can't even think of anywhere else to go. I know. Honestly, I'm like, there's nothing you could do more of or better oh, at. I have a list of about 20 <laughs> projects I would want no. to do, but I got to take it slow. It's like. Because now our season to do construction is like two months long. It's crazy. Oh, right. Because you have weddings. Right. I can't believe someone got married the week before Thanksgiving, weren't they? I mean, considering how cold I was. I know. Well, two weeks before that was actually colder. It's weird. November's weird. Yeah, that's true. You never know. You never know. Even October. Like Joe proposed October 21st. And it was 70 degrees and people were tanning on the beach. Yeah. And then we got married October 13th of next year and it was freezing. Freezing. Yeah, I know. So cold. Yeah. You never um, know. And then I'm also curious, I do get a lot of questions regarding wedding stuff. Like, you know, I'm getting married this week. How, like any advice, all this stuff. So I did write a piece on like top mm-hmm. 10 tips for the bride. Yeah. Just doing all I can to suggest the letting go aspect, like mm-hmm. you set the tone, have fun, enjoy it. There's nothing you can do with a weekend anyway, day yep. of, like nothing can change. Mm-hmm. Um, I was big on, I never checked the weather. Not once. I mm-hmm. told, I asked everyone in my life to not speak to me about the weather. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to look at it, they could deal with it. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Day of, we obviously had to have the discussion because we moved a few things, yep. um, which was fine. But I didn't care. There was nothing I could do to control it. So why mm-hmm. would I care? Mm-hmm. And why would I let it take up brain space? Um, and just the fact of like, have fun. Yeah. This is, you know, you're right. never going to get that moment back with everyone you love in your life, hopefully, mm-hmm. in the same room celebrating you and yeah. your love for the other person. Right. You have to have fun. And the bride sets the tone. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with that statement. It's just so obvious at weddings <clears> I've been to where – if the bride's uptight about something or like, you know. Worried about something. Yeah. Or, or just even not just, letting loose. Yeah. The bride is really focused on they want the best photographs or video. And mm-hmm. so they're a little. And like that's fine. If that's what the bride wants and that's she'll get it. Yeah. But that's going to be the primary focus then for everyone else mm-hmm. on like the dance floor, for instance. Totally. If the camera's constantly like focused on them. Um, and, you know. I wanted to fucking party. It's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to dance the whole time. And I don't yeah. think anyone left the dance floor because right. everyone's following the bride's tone. Yeah. What would you say? I'm curious what the hardest thing you guys face dealing with brides and also mm-hmm. like any advice for any potential brides listening of yeah. like how to just handle it in a better way so that you're helpful to the staff mm-hmm. and the people who are running the show, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think – you know, ironing out all those details as early as possible of like, okay, mm-hmm. if this happens, then I want this, you know, yeah. if this happens, then I want that. So that that day, you're not even, you don't even have to be bothered with it. It's like, yeah. they already know, like, if the speech runs long, do you want us to serve the dinner while the speech is going on? You know, like, yeah. we we have all of those questions that we sit down with the bride and groom. Sorry. Sorry it's grooms. okay. Um, <laughs> Joe has <laughs> referred to the wedding as Cammy's wedding, so it's okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we sit down with them and we ask all those questions so that we know, like, yeah. just so we're not, like, nothing is a stress at that point. So we're not, like, messing up timelines and there's rain plans and cold weather plans and windy plans and a- anything you could think mm-hmm. of, we have that so that it's done. It's decided. It's not a stressful thing day of. But I think your advice is is spot on. It's, like, just let go, like, get up yeah. on that cloud nine and, like, don't come down. And, no. like, I always say, like, after my wedding, when I see – brides that are worried like oh my god we're, we're behind we're five minutes behind I'm like it could have been matter? a different year and I wouldn't have known on my wedding like just let go like yeah I, it just 100 percent yeah like, at, honestly the barn rooftop could have collapsed and I'm yeah. like I don't fucking care <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have noticed it's no, like, like I know there was nothing bringing me down that I day. know and so people just need to let that happen to them because it's like that wave of happiness mm-hmm. is unlike anything else it and really you'll never is. get it back never well hopefully and that's why it again. is like I say it all the time, like it's, we're not curing cancer at Cedar Lakes. We're not 
doing brain surgery, but like we are making like the most special memory of these people's lives. It's the happiest day of your life. And you look back on that in all the hard times, all the good times is like you have that memory to cling to. And I, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't really truly grasp that until my own wedding. And, and then I realized just how important it was what we're doing. Same. You know? I feel like when I was a guest at weddings, I was kind of like, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm like to the bride. I'm like, oh, so excited for you. And then after mine, I'm like texting the bride yeah, every day. Exactly. Week, like, are you freaking out? Like, yeah. Recapping it with them. It just, there's just emotion that's just untapped. It's so true. And I want, I forgot to share the story, but regarding how incredible your staff is, I, th- I think I've told you this, the sneaker situation. Mm-mm, I so, so I, obviously, I wore heels for my wedding. Um, and we like, you know, well, there are actually two stories. I had like one dress, but like three different looks with the dress. Mm-hmm. You know about this, the belt. Yeah. And I had a belt that was like wrapped in plastic and it was kind of all by the, the garbage. And Oh, this is coming back to me. Yeah. Our, like in, when we went up for the ceremony – the cleaning staff, I guess, came in to clean like the bridal suite because that's mm-hmm. where Joe and I were coming back to sign our what's it called, like marriage certificate yeah. or whatever, and have the hors d'oeuvres and drinks before we went out to cocktail hour, mm-hmm. so like we could eat quickly before seeing everyone. And I guess the belt was wrapped and was with all the other trash, so it was thrown out, oh. and so we couldn't find it. And I was like, you know what, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Don't need the belt. Could not give two shits. Like yeah. let's just enjoy this moment and then go out to cocktail hour. All of a sudden, next thing you know, I think it was Marie. Dumpster diving. Went dumpster diving and found the belt and runs up to me. She's like, I found the belt. I was like, oh my God. I honestly forgot about it. I didn't need it at all. I feel badly because I wore it for maybe five seconds. But that A goes to show the staff. Oh, everyone was – you had to hear the the radio talk. Everyone had their earpieces in like, can't find the belt. Can't find the belt. Like, who had the Who went in there? Like, it was – oh my God. The belt. Like, of course, it was barely even more. The second story is – I wore my heels when we entered the barn and we did our first dance and then we sat down to do like dinner and speeches Mm -hmm. and immediately I took every pin out of my hair sitting (laughs) at the like dinner table. I just ripped pins out. Lucy was like pulling them out of my head and I turned to her and I was like, I need my sneakers. So I take off my heels and a little like fairy appears (gasps) next to me. She's like, uh, do you need something? I was like, yes, my sneakers are with my like after party dress in the back room. Do you mind grabbing them? They're just white sneakers. I, there was some disconnect. I guess she didn't know that I had sneakers, but she appears with four different pairs of like, <gasps> I'm like, who? Somebody, I think she literally like asked people to take off their shoes. <laughs> I'm like, you were so kind, but whose oh sneakers are these that they're just willing to give up to me? And then she was like, oh, you have sneakers. <laughs> it was so loud. She thought I said like, I need white sneakers. And she somehow that made it happen. so funny. I didn't know that. But yeah. I was like, it didn't hit me then. But the next day I'm like, that woman just honestly found me four <laughs> pairs of white sneakers. Shoes, like, yeah. give them now. Um, oh, that's really good. <laughs> so I will say your staff is incredible. They go above and beyond. They honestly do. Mm-hmm. And as a manager, I'm sure a lot of that is because of what you and Stephanie have put into the staff and mm-hmm. given them back. What would you say your favorite characteristic about it yourself is? Um... My favorite character, well, I'll talk about Stephanie and then I'll talk about me. I think my favorite thing about her is her, um, like, just selflessness. Like, she is just the most, like, thoughtful person with our staff and with everyone, honestly. She's just a caretaker. So, like, she, yeah, like, she just wants to, like, surprise everyone every day with something, a little delight and, like. Yeah, like a Van Leeuwen ice cream truck. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's Steph and Lisa are also the people (laughs) and Amanda that surprised me. With ice cream. You know, I had Ben Van Leeuwen on here. I heard, yeah. So Amazing. thank you guys for that. Yes. But yes, I agree. Yeah. Just like she's just constantly has them in the forefront of her mind and and everyone in her life. And everyone mm-hmm. would say that about her. She just can't do enough for other people. Um, and then for me, I mean, I think my favorite thing about myself would be um, like I'm really self-motivated, you know, mm-hmm. like and I think that's really important for uh, an entrepreneur because no one's Definitely. there telling you what to do and when to do it. but. Nope. You know, it's like I just have my own standards for myself and they're really high. I totally agree. I think it's very evident and it shows both of those characteristics for you and for Stephanie. And I think regarding what you said, I always say, yeah, it's great being your own boss, but Mm -hmm. the boss is always watching. Yeah. And so you're – I think we're very similar in that sense. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes because, you know, we can be hard on ourselves. Not that it's even critical, just, oh, I want to do all these things. Mm -hmm. 
So and the guilt get to of it. relaxing. Oh, the guilt. Oh my what God. is relaxing? I haven't done that. I finally <laughs> untapped. That's I good. mean, I need help. We're in different worlds. You're running like a full team and like a machine. But it doesn't matter. I mean, but, but <clears throat> it's something I've recently learned how to do. Yeah, it's the, it's the guilt associated. The with guilt. It. I agree. You know, it's like I could be doing this. Right yeah. Now. It's like, like and I think of the of thousand things I have to do. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. And bringing it back to food. Bring it back. What would be the three ways to your heart through food? Well, you know, it's funny because so many people, since I'm a chef, like they're like, oh, I don't want to cook for you. Like, are you like judge? And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding? Like, I love being fed. Like, that Me is what, I didn't do this to get to go to to be a chef. I did this to be a food writer because I love yeah. eating. <laughs> That's so, so true. Yeah. So I just if, if somebody makes me a home cooked meal, it's like the ultimate. I just think it's the greatest gift you could give someone. It just shows you care in such a meaningful way. Um, and then. Second way would definitely be pasta. Mm-hmm. I could eat pasta every meal of every day and be happy, and I did. So for good. a long time. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite pasta in New York? Lartuzzi is really special. The I best. think. Yeah. I was just there. I love Lupa too. I haven't been there. Oh, Lupa's great. It's so cozy. Where is it? It's in the. It's in Greenwich Village. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like right near Carbone, actually, but it's like okay. OJ. I gotta look it up. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, Batali Bastianich. Well. I don't know what the hell you call those anymore, but yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, okay, I have to go there. Yeah, I love her. Really good. And uh, third one, I don't know. What's your answer? Mine varies a lot, which I struggle with. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I should have a concrete answer to this. <laughs> Ice cream. Ice cream. Particularly just, Van Lewin's. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, it's just, I don't know. It hits that kid spot for me. Yeah. It just makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, I love a good, good burger mm-hmm. and fries mm-hmm. and like a crisp IPA beer. Ooh. Which makes it difficult to have now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The gluten issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Where's mean, your favorite burger? Well, you know, it's always been bar sardine. Oh, I love bar yes. sardine. That's probably my favorite. In the However, city. we, Joe and I, like, I always wanted to be a local somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like something I just really wanted. Yep. And I struggle with New York because I get overwhelmed by abundance and there are just so many options. Mm-hmm. And I loved bar sardine. I thought the burger was amazing. So Joe and I put in an effort where, like, we went every single Friday night. Mm-hmm. We became friends with the bartender. We've had, like, many of nights there, like, a date night that turned into blackout mm-hmm. myself, like coming home, forgetting my bag, going back, oh like my God. ending up on a stick. It was bad. So we've had many nights there and we became friends with everyone. Then all of a sudden, right before our wedding, like we weren't going as much because we were doing all this planning stuff. We have our wedding. We had four weddings the month of our wedding. And then we had our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We come back and the entire staff turned over. Oh. And so we're nobodies. Oh. So we get to the all door and they're effort. like, oh, yeah, we'll put you on the list. Like, this is how it works. I'm like, I know how it works. And I think they changed a part of their kitchen staff. So the burger has recently had some changes. I don't think it's as amazing as it was. It's still great. Mm -hmm. But it's gone a little – I don't know. So I do love that. That was a very long story. I love the Upland burger. I haven't been. And I do love Au Cheval. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen. Yeah. And they offer the lettuce – Oh, right. Which is great for me. Yeah. And then my third is where I vary. I feel like this is now a podcast about me. But (laughs) it could be, you know, one of my, like, family cooked meals on the Mm -hmm. grill at the beach. That makes me really happy. I've honestly answered this question once and said my rehearsal dinner meal. Because it also just brings back so much for me. Yeah. The wedding, yes, the food was amazing. But I was, like, in so many different places. The rehearsal, I felt more grounded. Right. And I will forever dream about that gluten-free fried chicken. Oh, my God. The carrot cake. <laughs> the carrot cake. <laughs> the fucking carrot cake. The gluten-free carrot cake. That could be one of them. So I don't know. I have a really hard time, clearly. Yeah. But what is your third? <gasps> I mean, probably my mom's cooking. My mom's meatballs. Yeah. They're the best in the world. I try to replicate them. I can't. I, I can't, no matter what I do. Really? She, she tells me, she shows me, she makes them right next to me, and mine are still worse. I don't know what, what magic she has in them. But Does they're she the best bake me- them or cook I know, them? In the she, she fries, fries them in olive oil. Yeah. I know a lot of people think their moms are the best, but... But I'm sure your moms are. I'm actually convinced. I'm going to have one. to come just for that, too. Yeah. It's mostly cheese. So I think... Great. Mostly cheese and bread. <laughs> 
So I think that's really why. But Probably. yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. We had it every Sunday growing up. Now we've kind of fallen off a little bit with Cedar Lakes because we're working on Sundays, but. That's a nice tradition. Yeah. Very nice. Very Italian of us. Very Italian. Very Italian-American, yes. I should say. Yeah, true. I know in Italy, Joe, Joe was like, I really want meatballs. And we went to this one restaurant in Florence. And he was like, excuse me, do you do you guys have any like spaghetti meatballs? He's like, we're not in America. I was like, Joe, you just got shot down. That's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, but he was really craving it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're so welcome. Stephanie, I'm sure you're listening. And we missed you. Yeah. But I love you equally. She's also... Very pregnant. And yes. she lives upstate and we and got six inches. And it's really snow. snowing right now. So, and yeah. I would feel very guilty of having this pregnant Stephanie come here. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys. I mean, thank I tell you. you I feel like all the time how much you guys mean to me. But Aww. you truly gave me the best gift of my life. Oh. So thank you. Well, thank Thanks you for, for trusting doing this. us. It's a huge honor. Of course. It really is. Of course. And all the information regarding Cedar Lake's website, Instagram, everything will be in the show notes. If you are ever looking for a venue, I cannot, cannot recommend enough um, if you're not, I just honestly recommend following your guys' Instagram stories. I yes. think they're so incredible. I know you do them. I do them. That um, is something I will never let go of. <laughs> I, am, I want you to run Freckled Foodie because I'm amazed oh at the God. intricate details. It takes so long. But so I, thank you. <laughs> that's how I, my friend, you know, looked at Cedar Lake. She ended up going with Blue Hill and she yeah. told me about it. I followed you guys on Instagram and I became absolutely obsessed to the before point where, the you know, I yeah. called before I got engaged and then – I was told there were two dates. Our friend booked that one of the dates for a different venue. So I was like, I can't go that. I gave up on the fact that I was ever going to get married there. I unfollowed you guys because it was too much heartbreak to watch. Little did I know Joe and my mom had been pulling strings on the back end. But <laughs> it was all booked before she got engaged. Yeah, I had no idea. But your stories are like oh, next well, level. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And if, I mean, people should really come check us out in the winter. That's the yes, time. Yes, 100%. Or get your company to have their retreat there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was actually at dinner with a friend and she was so pissed because she does like the – it's part of her job doing mm-hmm. the events for her company. And after our wedding, she became in love with Cedar Lakes Estate. Yeah. She booked it and then they planned it for a week that she was on vacation. So Stop she didn't it. get what to company? go. I can't remember where she works. Oh. Yeah, that's She so used funny. to be at Christian Auth, funny oh, okay. enough. Yeah. And now I forget where she is. Um, but anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. Love you. Love you. You're the best. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there, at Freckled Foodie.